This is episode six of Tales from the Quarantine. Welcome to uh, Tales from the Quarantine. Today, my guest is uh, my one and only wife, uh, Hillary. Uh, she's a she's a college student, a mother of two, and is uh, well sitting right here. Yeah, sitting across the table from me. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, since this whole thing began, she hasn't left the house. I've been in this house for 25 days. Yes, because I get the groceries, and she's afraid of it based on what she knows. And uh, she doesn't really share what she knows with me about this whole COVID disease. What you would know would frighten you. Uh, just as a background, she is a uh, she takes an actual like scientific biology thingy at school. She'll explain it uh, right now. Uh, I am going to school for biotechnology, and yeah. Uh, so, I know how things have changed <coughs> in our lives, but how would you describe things have changed in the last, like, month? Zero free time. <laughs> like, we have a 1,600-square-foot house, but somehow both kids are sitting on my lap at all times. I think our daughter wasn't sitting on your lap. I think she was sitting on your hair. <laughs> yeah, she stands on my hair, on my head. Yeah. We have a 16-foot house. 1,600-square-foot oh, house. Sorry. Including the basement. So it's like three floors of like... Yeah. Yeah, it's it's getting tight. <laughs> it's day 25. And you still couldn't have folded that laundry that's sitting right there. It's a team effort. That's <laughs> at least a two-person job. It's been twenty-five days. <laughs> How's uh like? Cause you went, you were doing lots of uh, like in-classroom learning uh, during this. How has uh, switching to the internet affected your education? Well, as you know, I love online learning. That's a lie. And. I, I don't learn well online. That's why I went to school. You know, that's why I picked a program where I could go in and talk to actual humans and get away from kids and talk to adults for a little bit. Yeah, now the kids are sitting in your class slash office while yeah. you're trying to listen to a lecture. It's, it's challenging. But, um, well, as you know... I really do not like the online learning format and it's been really challenging for me to uh, continue my education. Frenchie hit his head on that table. I know, it's kind of funny. <coughs> yeah, no, that's understandable, especially especially with our kids now because they're the, our one child who's in grade two is switched online and I really don't know how to get him to do his homework. It's e I find it because Craig is such, he's a different kind of learner. Like we can teach him more advanced things. And I think that's what he's really finding. That's like the positive out of this. Cause he's, I find that he's probably like a head a little bit in the math and science that's being taught at the grade two level at school. So outside of the, in, in this environment, we can teach him at a different grade level. And he seems to be, you know, grasping that concept. Yeah, but with the school assigning all the, the, like, the homework that he has to complete, and just, it's just, 
trying to find the motivator for him to get it done, which is the the difficult part I'm finding. But because it's not like it's hard to get him structured, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I. That's just the hard part for me is trying to get him to learn his stuff, and then, uh, and then our four-year-old who had the greatest birthday ever. Oh, I feel so bad. Yeah, she. Uh, she was so excited for her fourth birthday. She was her birthday was on March 29th, so right party. in the middle of the quarantine. She was going to have the biggest, baddest party, <laughs> a little tea party. But we had to postpone everything. And at the because you could see in her eyes, like, she's like, oh, maybe something more is coming as the day progressed. And then at night, we were like, okay, it's so time it's for seven, bed. Seven it's, o'clock. It's bath time. Everything. We're shutting down. Yeah. She had a complete and utter meltdown. Like, this is my birthday? <laughs> yeah, we made her cake. And it was, uh, it turned out it was, it was a tasty cake. But it. <laughs> It looked. We put it in a bunt can, like a bunt pan, you know, like you make those like circle, like donut shaped cakes. Bunt, bunt cake. Yeah, I don't pronounce German. It's not German. It's from that movie. Oh, well. Anyway, so we we bake her cake in that round circle pan, and then like as we're taking it out, we we grease the pan just for anyone who might say we didn't. We grease the pan, and as we plopped it out, um, some of it kind of fell apart. It was, it wasn't the best birthday. It wasn't what she had in mind. And we tried to stay as positive as we could throughout the whole day so she wouldn't get upset. But at the end of the day, when she finally realized that this, this is her birthday, she had a complete and utter meltdown. Yeah, she was not happy. Uh, I felt so bad for her, but, you know, we made the day as best we could for her and that's all we could do. I'm just glad that we got all of our shopping and stuff done early. Yes, I'm so glad we didn't leave it till the last minute. Same with Easter. Like, we had most of the stuff. Because I'm going to school, right? So I'm thinking ahead. And I... And, uh... <laughs> just our life. <laughs> yeah. That was, like... And then, pretty much the only thing that we, we added on after was the, uh was the tablets yeah the learning tablets have been i think a saving grace the last two days have given us some periods of quiet as they work their way through the education goals to get to the fun part and it's allowed some peace of mind because as everyone with kids knows at the ages of four and seven like and younger and older obviously but they're just everywhere just any kids who have been home for 25 days yeah since march break which is like almost almost a solid month I think any parent is going through the same exact thing. Yeah. Did you read that thing, um, had Justin Timberlake? I think he meant it as a joke. Yeah, he was meaning it as a joke. Same with Ellen. But everybody just kind of like brillos everything out of. Well, so what else do people have to do right now other than scour social media and, and like, oh, you're a rich guy. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we could if he was taking it seriously. But I think he was bluffing it off as a joke. Like, 20- he's in the same boat as us. Like. Also, parenting our kids 24 hours is not human. No, it's not. (laughs) There's a reason why it's the the saying is it takes a village to raise a kid. Yeah, like I think it was kind of like a joke. Kind of. Yeah. Do you agree? Well, it was like Ellen saying that she was in prison. (laughs) 
I'm like, in prison every day. <laughs> well, that's clearly a I'm joke. I'm hoping to get parole soon for good behavior. <laughs> yeah, but you have no chance of parole for 18 months. <laughs> oh my god. No, it's um. No, that, that thing. What people people are finding a bit too much to be offensive, offended by right now. Yeah. I'm finding fun trolling some people because I'm bored. Uh, I'm kind of just staying out of the whole online scene. Yeah, well. Like, you know me. Like, I've been watching this virus since December. Yeah, basically since it came up on the charts. And it was being called in the media the Chinese pneumonia. And I'm like, oh, no, I hope it doesn't come over here. Then it did. And then it did. And I said, we should not... We should be doing something more. And I went crazy there for a little bit. Which I'm glad that we did because we have supplies that we, we wouldn't we wouldn't have been able to get. No, we, we stocked up on some food and some other things back when people were going panicky. And they weren't really thinking about what they were buying. And then we also, where we live, there was a bit of a kind of a panic a couple of weeks before the big panic set in because of... Uh, certain uh certain things and uh so we were able to get some supplies back then as well which was which is good that was back when yeah um things were starting to get scarce so that prompted us to kind of go out and seek well the thing that i found odd was when when i went out and did that big uh, grocery shop at the start was the stuff that was still on the shelves. Yeah, that was like spaghetti and sauce. You'd think those would be the things, the, the staples that people would need to survive, especially with kids. Like it's easy to throw in a pot of spaghetti and like throw a sauce in there. Yeah, but the the, the thing that I found odd was the uh, the fact that most of the, the non-perishables were still there. Yet these people were stacking their carts. But it depends on like what area you were in, like where my mom and our family are from they had a hard time getting a lot of the staples but we come from a more rural area yeah and we now live in a more urban center yeah so you could definitely see the changes there yeah i i wish we're still in a rural area (laughs) yeah i know one of these days but like and then you see people like there's people online that are just like not caring you're and going to get that wherever, like, well, whatever happens. It's human nature. People, there's going to be a section of society that doesn't trust what's being, what they're being told, even if the people that are telling it are actual subject matter experts that have zero to gain from lying to you. They're not government officials. They're, like, mm. medical doctors in a hospital. Yeah. <clears throat> saying, stay home, and people are just ignoring it, which is ridiculous. And, yeah. and I get the fact in the beginning that... They didn't want to panic and everything, but I think we should have did more in the beginning. Yeah, we should have been ramping up our own industry. We should have. Back in February instead of waiting till April. Because the States is so unstable. And it, they're scary because we're like, they're our pants, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, we're like a really, well, Robin Williams said it best. We're like a really nice <laughs> apartment over a meth lab. <laughs> we, we are. Like, that meth lab exploded and it's on fire. Yeah, and their numbers are ridiculous. Like, it's basically, there are around 2 million known cases of COVID-19 in the world, and the United Mm -hmm. States has one quarter of them. 
Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> One quarter. <clears throat> but I don't know, like, are they closer together? Like, do we have more space between us? Is that why? Well, it depends because, like, you look at California and they have similar, actually, I think they have a slightly larger population than us. But they have similar cases, similar deaths. And then you look at New York City. Yeah. And it's, like, ten, I think 10,000 deaths. I It was so sad because I read a story how they were taking the bodies and just mass grave. Yeah, the, those are the unclaimed bodies. Oh the God. one, And they're normally temporary. But the, so the grave site is actually where New York City's been dumping uh, unclaimed bodies forever. Oh. But, um, yeah... I was reading um, an article, I can't remember by who, but there's they're doing a university study uh, to see, try and pinpoint roughly when COVID entered the United States, and they are thinking that it entered in mid to late December to early January. Oh, probably. In California. Yeah. Because apparently there was a rash of respiratory illness in California around that time that yeah. no one was testing for this virus, mm-hmm. and so it was... Just you could just off. play it off as like a pneumonia because that's the time of year that you get pneumonia and flu and respiratory illness, right? Yeah. But on the the plus side, um, we've been seeing a reduction in flu cases. <laughs> the flu kills more people than COVID. Yeah. <laughs> For now. <laughs> See, the interesting thing is... Um, when the H1N1 pandemic happened in 2009, 2010, it lasted for about 20 months. Mm-hmm. Killed 12,000 U.S. citizens, according to the CDC, and infected over 60 million Americans. According to the CDC, that's the high estimate of infection, but, you know, COVID has infected over 500,000 Americans and it's killed over 23 or 24,000 of them by now. I don't know. And it's... The scary thing about COVID-19 is that um, the gestation period, 14 days to 28 days. Average of five, though. But remember, SARS was like one, two days you saw symptoms. Yeah, well... That's the difference. SARS and MERS, they are dead... Well, MERS is much more deadly than these two coronaviruses. Uh, Sorry, than SARS and COVID-19 when it comes to coronaviruses. Um, But... As you were saying, like, symptoms are onset pretty mm-hmm. quickly, so they're able to isolate. Whereas this, we're seeing people go on vacation, and they come back, and they're fine, they're fine. Or and they then, show symptoms on the plane. Like, that's how... And it's, yeah... Like it was those in- poor, like, cruise ships, like, that was just a petri dish waiting to get infected. Well, and the CDC was finding that they had live samples of the the virus still on some surfaces of the ship, like a week yeah. or so after. Well, I was reading um, reading a story there, and they gave us all of the stats of how long it lives on different surfaces. That's why when we get an Amazon package, yeah, we isolate we, it. Yeah, we isolate it. We put it in the back of the trunk, and we leave it there for three days. Yeah, and then we go out and get it. Yeah, because we we give it chance to kill itself. And we just don't want to deal with uh, bringing that possible infection to our house. It's, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Especially since our, our daughter has had pneumonia multiple times. She's had it twice. She does have scarring on her lung. So it's a little scary for us. Yeah. And I, I would much rather not expose her to uh, more of potential 
uh, dead deadly illness mm -hmm. if uh, we can help it but so we're doing our best we're trying to get them to wash their hands every time they enter the house and we're limiting their time outside because we live in a subdivision so you know with uh, the whole six foot rule which is way too small yeah like, did they send that new report out where it's traveling further well i was looking at something it was um but like every every day you read something new and it just gets scarier and scarier you know because we're knowing more and more about it that's yeah. the thing and whenever people like you gotta check your your dates on the articles um and reports because some people are still referring to reports from march which are now outdated mm. and uh that was a long decade the month of march <laughs> finding april's actually moving a bit faster is it april now yeah i thought it was like march 38th <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's March. April. Would it be March 47th? I don't know. Uh, I think it's going to be pretty, pretty, uh, I don't know. This, we're in for a long, long summer. <laughs> Hopefully it's not ridiculously hot, but, you know, it probably is going to be. Well, with the hope, I think, with, like, typical viruses, right, they only survive within your human body temperature, 36, 37 degrees, right? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a specialist in my field. I'm not a. I'm not a doctor. I only got my doctorate on Facebook, like everybody else. They don't really know how it works because it's still rampantly infecting warm countries, like Is Mexico. Really? Well, um, and I don't, they don't even know numbers in Africa really, because who tests? Well. Africa, they could be suffering from different things as well. Well, they are. Like, you, yeah. I believe Ebola is still rampant in the like, Congo. <laughs> like, our, once you introduce all the other things that the countries are currently already uh, suffering from, and you add that, it's going to be a pretty big number. Yeah. It's going to be hard to pinpoint it in those countries. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the difficult thing. Luckily today, though, the, uh, um, that spartan bioscience out of ottawa oh my gosh yes the 30 minute test well it's uh, it's an hour i oh, was reading it's an hour but oh. they're planning on doing an update Damn within the next couple weeks to drop news. it to 30 minutes oh drop it to 30 minutes yeah starting well, the news off was reporting it at 30 minutes I've, i was reading an article and the guy says like right now it's an hour which is still ridiculously fast well i watched the six o'clock news <laughs> <laughs> and but they said within the next couple weeks they're gonna be uh, updating it probably a firmware update or software update and uh <clears throat> it's going to be bringing it down to uh 30 minutes and yeah which is i think that's going to be a turning point for us it's not going to be completely normal we're not going to be normal until we find a vaccine but it's going to at least help normalize some things we should be doing that and testing everybody and isolating everybody who has the virus mm-hmm and then we could, you know, even flatten the curve even more. I hope that's what they do. Well, that, well, they should. Uh, what they should do is they should basically go from town to town. Yeah. And, and then isolate the town, test everyone in the town. Yeah. And isolate everyone who's infected. And then that way. They should start with the major cities. Yeah, they should. They should start with the major cities: Ottawa, Toronto, uh, at least in Ontario, uh, Hamilton, London, but. I'm surprised Hamilton got it. Just to <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just trying to run they, down the... I thought they were seedy enough to not catch anything. Well, they actually... Well, according to Tyler, they got a pretty big uh, pretty big number of outbreak there. 
But, uh, you know, all said and done, like, I think with this test and what other things that we as a country have been doing, which I gotta say are the, the, the political leaders been doing a great job of putting politics <clears throat> basically on the sideline. Mm-hmm. You um, know who's really surprised me? Ford Nation? Dougie. Little Dougie. Um, you know, in the beginning, be I was like, oh, oh, I don't know. But you know what? He's not. He didn't trumpet. <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't, surprisingly. He trumped Little, everything else, but yeah. he didn't trump this, which is uh, really good. He had to go in hiding during the election, but you know what? <laughs> He's doing great. <laughs> yeah, I find that hilarious that he had to, he had to go basically into political witness protection program <laughs> during the federal election because he was too much of a liability to the federal conservatives but now he's fine he's, he's fine he's, he's working he's working with the liberals everyone's working with the liberals it's all good you know he's doing he's doing well considering you know but you know I get, you got to give him props like he is doing something positive he's not negatively impacting it even worse well, right he, Every time I see him on TV, it looks like someone just gave, like someone just told him his cat died. Maybe because he has that look, and he just like in complete and utter shock about what's going on. I like I, I can't under like I think everybody's in shock. Oh, a lot of, a lot of people are. Um, but like you look at some some leaders of some countries, <clears throat> for Sweden, Sweden for example, they've you know they've recommended people uh, isolate, and but they haven't locked down anything. They haven't shut down anything, and they have high levels of people dying over there comparable to like when you compare it to the rate of infection and who knows actually what the rate of infection entirely is because of testing problems all around the world um but then you like like britain was gonna do the same thing united kingdom went from we're gonna leave the country open to okay everyone's on complete shutdown overnight well and then you then the prime minister got infected and I'm went to the ICU. I'm glad feeling better. Yeah, I, me too, because I hope it gives them open eyesight, like an open sight of w- what people are going through, and it'll give him clearer perspective. He looks like he came out changed. Like, his hair looks maybe brushed. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was in the ICU. <laughs> Luckily, they didn't need to intubate him, because normally that's a death sentence. Mm-hmm. Like, the majority of people that get intubated are, uh, it, it's, it's a death sentence. Um. Yeah, but hopefully he's he's changed because I I know some people in the UK were uh, worried because he wanted to gut their health system. I think that every after this, every politician is going to have a different perspective on public health care. On public health care. Well, we can hope that the United States opens up their eyes because they're um, just. Well, their elections coming up in November, which is going to be interesting. Oh yes. I don't know. Are they going to open it up to be online voting or? No, they don't have enough time to get the infrastructure in place for that, but they could open it up for mail-in ballots. I think they're going to have to do that. The interesting thing down there is the number of people that are going to be coming out of this bankrupt or massively in debt because of hospital bills. Because there's so many people that got laid off down there that they all lost their health care, which is weird to think about that you lose your job, you lose your health care. So, yeah, but yeah, oh, I just, 
I just want our kids <laughs> to go back to school. I just want something to go back to normal. I hear some some McDonald's are opening up the lobbies to allow Ew, people gross. to go back in there and gross. order. Gross. Gross. Yeah. I'm okay. I don't need to go inside a restaurant anymore. I would like, as soon as this is over and everyone's got okay. the vaccine, I am ordering. What is your post-pandemic meal? Little Caesars. Stuffed crust. Pizza. Mm-hmm. Italian cheese bread. From where? Little Caesars. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's fucking delicious. I thought you would have went Papa John's. Why do I go to Papa John's for their Italian cheese bread? I think I want it's pretty good. Little Caesars Italian cheese bread is better. It's greasier. It's just oh, it's so good. And then, uh, then I would probably go to Wild Wing and order two pounds of uh, well, one pound of Garpar uh, chicken wings and one pound of probably a hickory something. Yeah. And then uh, I would stop at New York Fries and get a, the largest poutine they have, and I take that home and I eat it. <clears throat> that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I really, really want A and W onion rings. Like so bad. Onion rings and then I want Swiss Chalet. Like they oh. are making that commercial look so good. Swiss Chalet. Zero contact. How do you get the chicken <laughs> off the sp- how, how do you get it off? I would love to, but I just can't. I'm sorry. I would love to be able to order, but inside like i'm just like i just can't like i would not be able to eat it mentally i'm not prepared to eat out yeah no no that's yeah definitely i don't want to i i think probably another benefit of this thing is that we're eating a lot more home-cooked food (laughs) we eat a lot of home-cooked food before but we're eating like we don't have random takeout nights anymore no like i'm not coming home from school exhausted yeah and wanting to like order out and One thing I haven't really been craving was um, Chinese food. That's a lie. <laughs> You've been demanding Chinese food at least a week ago. I wanted to end on that. I thought it would have been funny. Huh. Okay, then. Uh, well, let's end it then. Um, stay home. Stay healthy. <laughs>